0: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repute Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Do you ever feel like you're not sure if your social media strategy is actually paying off? In this episode, I'll tell you how to evaluate what you've been doing and see if all that hard work is getting you any closer to your pet business goals. I hear from people in the Wear Wag Repeat community all the time that they are getting burnt out keeping up with everything. And I can totally relate. I am the queen of trying every shiny new marketing strategy that pops up. But time is money, and I don't want to waste my precious time on a whole lot of work that doesn't get me closer to my goals. So let me tell you how to track your results so that you can be confident that all your marketing efforts are actually making an impact on your business. And just to be clear, I know the title of this episode mentions social media, but your marketing strategy and this evaluation I'm about to tell you about includes so much more than just social media. It should also include content on your website, like blog posts, landing pages, your about page, and other things, email newsletters and email blasts that you send out. Maybe you do text message marketing, or maybe you even have printed materials that you distribute in person at local businesses or at local events. Ideally, all of these things should tie together in a way that helps you reach your goals. So, are you ready to learn how to evaluate your strategy? I'm breaking it down into five steps. I'm going to tell you what they are right now really quickly, and then I'll go in and give you more detail on each step and lots of examples. One, evaluate your social media goals. Two, audit your social media and marketing channels. Three, survey your audience. Four, check out your website traffic data. And then five, compare all of this information to create a content strategy for moving forward. And I really wanna emphasize that Every time I consult with anyone about their marketing plan in a one-on-one coaching session or in one of our hot seat sessions during Wear Wagger Pete Society, I always advise people to think about what they're going to do moving forward. There is no point in going back and deleting old posts or fretting about what you did in the past. fret. I don't know why I just use that word. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, but there's no point in stressing out about what you've done in the past or going back and deleting posts. I think that it's best to just spend your effort and your time and your energy on making things better moving forward. So in order to do that, in order to make a plan for moving forward, we do have to kind of look back into the past and see what has been going on. So that brings us to step number one, which is to evaluate your social media and marketing goals. So it's really, really important that you set goals for your marketing efforts. If you don't have a goal, then how are you gonna know if you reached it? So some goals might be engaging with your current audience forming deeper relationships with them, just keeping yourself top of mind, maybe educating them about new products or services or other offerings that you have for them. Another goal, which would have a totally different strategy, would be attracting lots of new followers and attracting lots of new customers. You might have a goal to just simply reinforce your niche, to reinforce your messaging. We know the the old adage in marketing that customers have to see your message seven times before they make a decision to buy from you. But lately, I've been hearing from social media experts that it's more like 50 times these days because people are just so inundated with media and messaging and all kinds of stuff. So maybe your goal is simply to reinforce your niche and reinforce your message. You might also have a goal that is geared towards educating people about what you offer. Uh, That might kind of tie into reinforcing, but maybe educating is a little bit different than reinforcing. One little note I want to make about setting your goals, and I want to bring up my pet peeve of goal setting, not to be negative, but I hate it when people tell me that their goal, and and this would be like a dog influencer, I'll say, well, what's your goal? and they say, I just want my dog to be famous. Well, that is just really not a very specific goal. It's not very measurable. It's really not very achievable because we don't really know what it means. Is it relevant? I'm not sure. And it's certainly not time-bound. All of those words make up the acronym for SMART. S-M-A-R-T. So you want your goals to be specific, measurable, achievable relevant, and time-bound. So if you're that dog influencer who said that, I just want my dog to be famous. Instead, you might wanna reframe that to say, in the next 30 days, I want to gain 200 followers by posting consistent content with strong hooks. I want to send a collaboration pitch to four brands. And I want to make $1,000 from partnerships and affiliate links all in the next 30 days. See how much more achievable and and how much more clear that is? Sure, it's still gonna be a whole lot of work, but the goal of just being famous is just so vague that we're never gonna know if we reach it and we're not gonna really know how to reach it. What exactly is famous? What what does that even mean to you? Do you want your dog to be as famous as Kim Kardashian or as famous as a local TV newscaster or as famous as that little kid like 15 years ago who had a viral video because he said apparently every other word in some kind of interview? What does fame even mean? So that's why it's just not a good goal. Instead, you wanna always come up with a smart goal. And so that example was really based around pet influencers, but you can apply smart goals to any kind of pet business that you have. So now that you have your goals in mind, you wanna do that first because the next step, number two, is to audit your social media channels and also your other marketing as well. So, based off of these SMART goals that you just set or that you're gonna set after you're done listening to this episode, <laughs> based on those SMART goals, you wanna look at the platforms that you're using and see if they are achieving your goal already. Maybe they are, and that's really great. And in, in that in that case, you can just kind of like fine-tune what you're doing. But if you look at your social media and you see oh, it's really not helping me achieve these smart goals that I've set for myself, then it's time to make some changes. So, how do you even know if you're if you're reaching these? So, a few things you can look at are your insights on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, your blog, uh and anywhere that you're basically hanging out online, there are going to be some kind of insights or analytics for it. One piece of advice that I like to share for Instagram insights, um, that's, that's the main insights that I look at. I don't really look at TikTok that often. I do look at my Pinterest all the time. So this applies to both Pinterest and Instagram is to change the date range. The default usually is seven days, and I think that is completely useless (laughs) Um, because anything that you're doing online, seven days is not going to like make or break anything that you're doing. So I almost always change it to 30 days, and there's even usually a 90-day option because although it seems like a lot of these social posts kind of come up and, and die off within 24 hours... A lot of times, lately especially, they don't. On Instagram, I have so many reels that kind of are okay for the first two weeks and then they pop off. I just had one that happened to today. It went from like 4,000 views to now it's at almost 80,000 views and it's from a few weeks ago. So that's why looking at my seven-day analytics or insights isn't really gonna tell me a whole lot. So I'll always change that to 30 days. And then you can kind of click through there and see if your insights is telling you anything about how you're reaching your goals. So let's look back at this dog influencer. If this person wants to gain 200 followers by posting consistent content in the next 30 days, they're going to want to look at their insights for the last 30 days and see how many followers they gained, whether it's plus or minus that 200. It'll kind of give them a good benchmark to work from. And then You can kind of look at your posts and maybe sort of break it down a little bit and see if any posts contributed to more followers. Was there a post that got a lot of shares and that brought you followers uh, or something like that? If you're seeing that your posts are getting a lot of saves, it's probably because you are reinforcing your relationship with your current followers, but not really attracting new followers. So that's how we have to kind of read between the lines with our insights and figure out if our social media is working for our goals or not. So look at your insights. And then I want you to also just look at your posts. And if someone was seeing it for the first time, what would they think or what would they do? Would they be inspired to take some kind of an action? These days, most people are not seeing your profile first. That is not anyone's first impression of you. Their first impression is going to be some reel or some post that just popped up in their feed, or someone shared it with them, or it was in the reels feed. Or if you're on TikTok, they're almost certainly just going to find you through some TikTok video that they saw. They might not even go to your profile because you can follow someone right from a video. So that's why it's really important when you're doing this social media audit that you're not only looking at your profile, but that you're looking at someone's first impression off of a, a random video <laughs> that you have shared. Hopefully it's not too random. Hopefully you do have some kind of strategy in mind, but make sure that you have a clear call to action. Um, if you are, if your strategy is to re-engage your current followers, then it's gonna be different than if your strategy is to attract new followers. So if you're trying to attract new followers, you might wanna put in every caption or in in more than half of your caption's follow me for XYZ, and then list your really specific niche that you have. Okay, so that's that's auditing our social media channels. And you can do that with Instagram, TikTok. You can look at your Facebook, your Facebook groups too. Uh, you can look at Pinterest, of course. And you can also look at your email campaigns. I am obsessed <laughs> with looking at the insights of my emails and seeing the open rate and the click through rate. And I know from looking at my email insights, what kind of emails people like and what kind of action they like to take. So I have done several emails where the call to action is, uh, come comment on this Instagram post and tell me what you think about, you know, whatever topic. That performs really, really bad (laughs) with my audience. And I only know that because I've been able to test it and I've been tracking the data every time that I do it. So my audience, they love to reply to an email. I love them to reply to emails. They do not like to click on a link, go to Instagram and comment on a post. I have a feeling it's because Instagram might not open up in a way that makes it easy for them to leave a comment. Maybe it opens up in like their web browser or something like that. I don't know, but what I can tell from auditing my marketing strategy and my email that is that I am not going to be directing my email subscribers to comment on a social media link anymore. So, I want you to have that same kind of critical eye when you're looking at all of your marketing channels and all of your marketing strategies to see what's working and what's not working. And when you see what's not working, stop doing it. <laughs> okay, so that moves us right along to number three. And this is one of my favorite things. And I have some great examples pulled up for you guys. So, number three is to survey. Your audience. This is something that I see most people not doing. When is the last time that you surveyed your audience? You can make it really simple, you can do polls on stories or on Facebook. Or you can make it a little bit more involved, uh, but still simple, by using a tool like Google Forms or Typeform to create a survey with space for longer responses or kind of intuitive questions based on people's previous answers. You could also collect email addresses. You can get as involved or keep it as simple as you'd like. Personally, I like to use Typeform and I send a Typeform survey out to my email list and I share it on all my social media at least once a year. I try to get as many responses from my audience as I possibly can. The last time I sent it out, I had over 500 responses and that really helps me get a clear idea on what my audience likes, what they consider me to be known for, because what you want to be known for might be different than what your audience thinks you're known for. So it's really important to survey them so that you can change your strategy uh, to tell them different things. Or maybe you just want to lean in to what it is that they perceive you as being an expert in. I mean, make it easy, right? We don't want to make it hard. So here are some questions that I like to ask in my annual survey, and you could send this out more often if you want, um, twice a year, or you could do simple little polls on Instagram stories, but I, in addition to little polls on Instagram, I like to do this kind of bigger, longer survey. So here are some of the questions I ask. So first off, I ask people, how long have you been following me and or where Wag Repeat? The options are less than three months, three to six months, six months to a year, one to three years, or over three years. And I could probably simplify that a little bit because I think it's too many options, um, but it gives me a really good idea of how how long someone has kind of been in my orbit. Next up, I ask them, where do you catch up on where, wag, repeat? And then I put aka Tori, Lucy, and Bert. Because I realize some people on my list, they might know me as Tori. Um, they might not necessarily know me as wear, wag, repeat. So um, this kind of helps reinforce that. But the options that people could choose from were email, blog, Instagram, podcast, Facebook, and other Uh, So I was really interested to see where people felt like they were in touch with me the most. And I think the biggest answers I got were email and Instagram. Then I also asked some questions to kind of learn more about where my audience likes to get their information. So I had a question that said, where do you get inspiration and learn how to take care of your dog to make the most of life together? And then I gave people a whole bunch of options. And and what this does is kind of helps me understand where my audience is already hanging out. Because, you know, like I just said, don't make it harder on yourself. Make it easy. We don't wanna make things hard. We wanna make them easy so that you can have more time to spend with your own dog, right? So I asked my audience, where do they go to learn how to take care of their dog? And all the options were, Blogs, YouTube, your local pet supply store, big box pet supply stores, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook groups, podcasts, your pet parent friends and family, a dog trainer or behaviorist, your veterinarian, books and magazines. And then I even had another in case there was something I did not (laughs) cover in there. And so what this tells me is where they're, where they're hanging out, where they're getting their information. So if the biggest response was my local pet supply store, that's where I get the most information about my pet, then that might inform me and my marketing. I might want to take some flyers down to my local pet supplies stores and ask them if I could put a few flyers uh, near their door or something like that so that local pet parents could learn about my blog and learn about what I do. If they say that they're hanging out in Facebook groups, then I know that I would have to do what I do not like to do, which is go hang out in Facebook groups myself. (laughs) So basically you wanna see where your audience is hanging out and kind of strategize your own content to meet them where they already are. Okay, and then one other question that I wanted to share with you here. I asked people what kinds of things you would like to see on Wear, Wag Repeat, or my social platforms. And I asked them if they would like to hear more about dog health, dog training, enrichment, product reviews of toys and gear, etc., dog-friendly travel tips, or interviews with experts. And one of the most popular responses, this was from last year's survey in 2021, was interviews with experts. And so that really kind of gave me the motivation to keep going with my podcast and also mix in more experts who can talk about dog health and dog training and dog wellness and just life with dogs. Um, you might have heard the past couple of episodes were really all about holistic health care for your dog. We talked about essential oils, CBD, and medicinal mushrooms. And those episodes, while they did talk about these people's businesses, they were really geared towards pet parents. And I'm excited to send a special email out to my pet parent list this week and see how they respond to those interviews with experts, since that is what they asked me for. (laughs) So I hope that you will survey your audience. If you would like to see uh, more examples of this, uh, just let me know. I might be able to send the link to the survey from last year. I might be able to share it in the Facebook group. If you're not already a member of the Facebook group, come find us. It is called Wear Wag Repeat Labs. And I would love to welcome you as a member. And uh, that's the best place to kind of connect with me and connect with other people in the repeat community. All right, we are almost done with this audit. So headed on to number four. This is one of my favorites. So check out your website traffic data. I am obsessed with looking at my Google Analytics. And no matter what kind of website that you have, you should have access to some kind of analytics. Google Analytics is free to use, and there are many simple ways to integrate it into your website. When I look at my analytics, I really like to look at the sources of my traffic. So you can look at a high level and see how much organic traffic you got from organic search or how much was direct. So that would be like links in my emails or things like that or you can get more specific on a granular level and see how much traffic was coming specifically from Pinterest from Instagram from Facebook etc i can you can also set it up to track conversions. That's a little bit more complicated. I only sort of know how to do it myself, so I'm not going to go into it in this episode. But if you are a little bit more tech savvy and want to spend some time looking up YouTube tutorials, I'm sure you could figure out how to track conversions on your website using Google Analytics. And that would really help you know if people are coming from social media and then purchasing something on your website. I keep track of all of these metrics in a spreadsheet. Well, I shouldn't say all of them. I keep track of key metrics in a spreadsheet. So every month when I do my accounting on the 5th of the month, I track my website page views. I also write down and, and make a note of my most popular blog post that got the most traffic from the past 30 days. I keep track of how many email subscribers I have, and I also keep track of my total income for the month. For me, my website traffic and email subscribers are the best indicator of my income increasing or maybe staying the same or hopefully not going down. <laughs> Definitely don't want that. Um, so I find it really helpful to just keep a, I have just like a Google spreadsheet in my Google Docs, where I just keep track of these simple numbers because tracking all my Instagram followers and my engagement rate and my Pinterest views and podcast downloads, it's almost like too much information. It's information overload. And so I like to keep track of just the key metrics that are helping me reach my SMART goals. So with that in mind, and after doing all of these things, now you'll be ready to move on to step number five, which is to compare all this information and create a content strategy for moving forward. So just to review, this is what we have covered. Number one, evaluate and set smart social media goals. Number two, Audit your social media channels to see if they are set up to reach those goals. Uh, Maybe you're already hitting some of them and you can just kind of lean into it, or maybe you need to make a few little pivots. Number three is to survey your audience to know for sure where they are and what they want to see from you. And then number four, check out your website traffic data to know what social media platforms are sending you traffic, leads, and customers. Now, with all of that information, we can use this to create a content strategy for moving forward. So you're going to have to kind of make your own strategy for yourself and your own business. But here are a few examples of what I would do moving forward with my content strategy based off of the data that I just happen to know offhand. (laughs) So I know that Pinterest drives roughly 100 times more traffic to my website than Instagram. So based on that, I don't want to waste my time trying to get people from Instagram to come to my website. So moving forward, I am not going to break my back to share links, to tell people to click the link in my bio, to do all of that kind of stuff, because people just aren't doing it. So it would save me a lot of stress to be like, oh, why aren't people clicking on this? Why aren't they doing it? To just admit to myself that they're not doing it, so I shouldn't waste my time telling them to do it. Instead, I should spend my time and and kind of dictate my content on Instagram more to people who are staying on Instagram. We know that Instagram wants to keep people in the app So instead of trying to direct people to my website on there, it would be better for me if I just provided them with really great comprehensive content right in the app. Another thing that I've seen from auditing my data and my social media is that my followers on Instagram have not increased in a long time. Time. I am more than happy to be honest with you about that. Personally, I think that there is like some, my account is like flagged in some way because I don't have, I never get any new followers. Or I do get new followers, but at the same time, I get the same amount of unfollows. And I think a lot of it is accounts that are being deleted or bots or whatever because I've been on Instagram for so, so, so long. So, anyhow, With that in mind, (laughs) I am more interested in reinforcing the information and products that I care about to my existing followers. I want to keep my account and what I do top of mind for people who already know me. I haven't had a lot of success in driving new followers to my account, so instead of wasting a lot of energy doing that, it would be better if I just fostered stronger and deeper relationships with the people who already know me. And then finally, the third thing that I would do after doing uh, this kind of audit and evaluation of my marketing is that I know that my email list converts best for sales of my online courses and other things that I sell to petpreneurs. So I know that I should focus on growing my petpreneur email list more so than maybe my pet parent email list. So my marketing strategy moving forward might include a new opt-in freebie that is really geared towards petpreneurs so that I can get more people on that email list because it does help me reach my SMART goals. So I hope that you enjoyed this solo episode. I always love recording these and telling you guys uh, the truth behind everything that I do. And I really appreciate you listening. If you got some valuable information from this episode, please, please, please share it on social media. You can tag me at Where Wag Repeat. I know that my audience wants to hear more expert advice i know this was not an interview per se because it was just me talking but i think it does count as expert advice so if you could share it i will reshare it and we can help everyone in our audiences get more expert advice about their social media strategy and if you have any questions at all you know where to find me come join the Wear wag repeat labs facebook group or shoot me an email what did you like most about this episode